Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank, what day is today? It's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's New Year's Eve? It is indeed New Year's Eve. It's pretty exciting. It is. So what are we recording on New Year's Eve? We're recording our, I guess our review of the year, our end of the year show. I like that. We are indeed. And it's been an eventful year. It has. In every sense of the word. Yes. Eventful. Yes. Uh, It's got the E. It's got the V. It's got the (laughs) E. It's got the M. So we have broken this down basically into movies, books, TV shows, and miscellaneous. Oh, and what we're excited for for the year. And what we're excited for for 2020. Yes. So where would you like to start, sir? Uh, let's start. Let's start with movies. All right, cool. Now we, for our individual categories, generally we're doing movies that were published or came out this calendar year in 2019. We might, in the miscellaneous category, have some things that we might have seen in 2019, but they might have, they come out came out earlier. Yes. So that's kind of how we've we've broken it down. There might be a couple of exceptions, but that's generally how we're going to work it. So yes. tell me about movies that came out in 2019. Uh, well, we got Avengers Endgame. Let's talk about that. It's amazing. It was, I mean, it was just great. It was like every, it was everything you could hope for. It really, to me, I agree with you 100%. It really was. They really closed the book on this section of the MCU in the most spectacular way possible to me. I just loved it. Uh, it's so hard to do to carry this like long story arc, and of course, did it make everybody happy? No, but did it make most people happy? Yeah, yes. it sure did. Some great moments. Uh, contrast that with, say, Dark Phoenix, which was the end of the the X Men X-Men series, and it they it was not good. <laughs> it wasn't bad though. It wasn't bad, but when you compare the culmination of those two. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. It's not even close, right? Yeah, Endgame was like a woohoo. And Dark Phoenix is like a woohoo, maybe. Exactly. And it might not be because I think there is is another X. New Mutants, I believe, comes out in 2020. But that's not really. It's kind of more of a spinoff and less of a ender. It's supposed to be kind of horror movie based, although it has a lot of, like, discussion on when exactly. It would be released. It's probably not going to be good. And it's not considered part of that same, maybe the same universe or yes. not, but it's not considered part of that same movie universe or movie series. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's a spinoff of that. I think it's in the same Days of Future Past, First Class. It's. I think it's in the same universe as those other X-Men movies. That, that Again, that may be, but it's not considered part of this movie series. No, no. Dark Phoenix was... Supposedly the close of that. Yes. Just like Endgame was the close. So when you look at those two, it's just so easy to to enjoy one and, and, and enjoy the other one a lot less. <laughs> what else was notable for you in movies this year? Um, I think a superhero movie that really surprised me, kind of went beyond expectations, was Shazam. 
Oh yeah. Because I think I, I haven't seen Joker, but I've heard it's great. You saw it and you said it was I enjoyed it a lot. So I think DC's kinda getting its kinda getting its act together since we, I mean we have our own opinions on Aquaman and Suicide Squad and My Man. That yeah. Justice League and Batman v Superman, but I thought Shazam was really well, it was really fun. It was a pleasant enjoyable. surprise for me. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. But it, well, I did. It was fun. Let's hope Birds of Prey is hopefully keeps going on the the good train of DC movies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Tell me another. What else in the movie world? Uh, Parasite is one that we just saw recently, which I thought. It was just incredibly good. I don't think I personally have ever seen anything like it. It's just the tone that I was in. Like, at the end, like, you really had to decompress from it. And, like, at the end, I was like, what just happened? I don't know what I just (laughs) saw. That's exactly how I felt, too. Like, I just, all right, I'm going to need some time to process what just just occurred. And I love it when a movie affects me like that. When I feel different leaving the theater than I did beforehand. Yes. And it can happen in multiple ways, but in this way it was just one of those, like, oof, I better I better take that in. Yeah. Uh, beautifully, beautiful movie. Uh, I, I loved it also. Uh, what about you? Do you have any others you want to mention? Well, you know, we just saw this, another one we just saw recently, but Rise of Skywalker. And we did a whole episode on this, so I won't go into it too much. It was much. pretty long, too. It was pretty but uh, well, we did have a long Star Wars episode. Uh, if you haven't, I think it was our last podcast. Yep. Um, I loved Rise of Skywalker, so I get why not everybody did, but for me it was pretty great and was an- again another nice culmination of a series for me. They they did a good job. Yes, we had a lot of great endings. Um, we'll see next month and I guess next year and I guess next decade how Crisis on Infinite Earths ends up. Which True. will be another, hopefully, great ending, yeah, end of so. era thing for the Arrowverse and era itself. Uh, one movie that we just saw yesterday was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What did you think of that? Um, I didn't think it was as good as the other Oscar movies that we've seen, like Knives Potential Out. Potential Oscar movies. Potential Your Oscar. Oscar nominations have not come out yet. Okay, potential Oscar movies that we've seen. I don't think it was as good as Knives Out. I don't think it was as good as Parasite. It was better than The Two Popes, though. But, yeah, I don't know. It was another one that you had to decompress a little from, especially from that ending. Completely. Yeah, I really liked it. I had was nervous about you seeing it at your age, but I think I think it was the right choice. I think you're 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 only a little more scarred than you were going into it. Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, good, 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 good. Well, I think I also want to bring up Captain Marvel, which is another, I think, knockout of the park for Marvel, as Marvel usually does. And a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people disliking this movie on the internet, which everyone oh, dis- internet. everyone dislikes everything. But I, I, I don't know. I just I, I enjoyed this more than Spider-Man Far From Home, which is like a shocking thing when I tell it to people. Yeah, that is surprising to me. Uh, I liked it a lot. I don't... I don't I don't looking back on it I don't, I don't think I loved it. I would I definitely would watch it again and determine some of the some, sometimes with these movies 
I need reminding about, oh, how good they were, because I forget some individual moments that I really loved. Uh, that might be the case with, with this one as well. Yes. Any other movies to uh, to talk about this year? Uh, Knives Out was another one that was, un- I think, another knockout of the park. I agree. I love that movie also. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Agatha Christie-type murder mysteries. Those are fun to read for me, and this was fun to see as a as a, as a really excellent excellent job on Ryan Johnson's part of knowing the conventions so well, backwards and forwards, subverting them sometimes, uh, surprising you, while not subverting the conventions other times. It was just really well done. Yeah. Very fun movie. All right, I think next is television. TV. Oh wait, we didn't talk about the ones we we didn't talk about the ones we didn't like. Well, what what do you got? Uh, I think Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Is, I think aptly Hobbs and Shaw. So. (laughs) Right. And looking back on it though, we can't be surprised that it was what it was. Yeah. You know, we chose to see it, and it and it it delivered on what it was going to be. It just didn't do a great job. It didn't stand out in that genre by any means. No, definitely not. And Detective Pikachu was one that, of course, it wasn't bad, but we thought the writing could have been better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can't can't argue with that. All right, television. There was a lot of good seasons of television. There are so many, and there's so many that we year. didn't even come close to getting to, you know, from oh. either time-wise or appropriateness, but... I'm pleased with the ones we we did do. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't see Chernobyl. We've heard everything about Barry. Chernobyl. Or Fleabag. Barry, Fleabag, Mrs. Maisel. Mazel, I don't know how to pronounce that. Adventures of Mrs. Maisel. I think it's Maisel. Maisel. Um, I, think, I think it's the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, not the... The, mar- the <laughs> adventures <laughs> of Mrs. Maisel. Oh, back to just old man turning into... Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> But one television series that we both very, very much enjoyed, and it was like a combination of amazing stuff for us, was Good Omens. And I can't believe it wasn't nominated for the SAG Awards. It wasn't nominated for the Golden Globes. I don't see how that's possible. But I it's really kind of a, don't either. It's kind of a good thing because it cements it as this cult TV show, which I think it is already becoming. I think you're exactly right. I I am shocked that, like, just the acting ensemble alone, you know, the SAG Awards has that ensemble award, but it it was so good. The writing was so good. Everything about it, I'd I'd love. It was my favorite favorite TV thing that happened this year. Yes, uh, we got Neil Gaiman and David Tennant in the same thing. That's just that should should never happen. That's just (laughs) perfection. Right. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely loved it also. Let's do it where I give a TV show, you give a TV show. So I just gave a TV show, you give a TV show. All right, so I'll give one. Obviously, a big thing this year was uh, Game of Thrones and the culminating season of that. And people really hated on this last last, uh, season. And I get it. It's not like I, when I read a review or, or hear somebody talk about some of the negatives, of the show it's not like i really necessarily disagree it's just that i chose to put that aside and enjoy it anyways and that's well, i got to do that sometimes in some universes now some things are so big that i can't 
you know, put it away and it'll bother me. But I got over this and just said, you know what, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to hate on it. You know, there's enough people out there doing that. I'm going to go for the ride. And I think I'm probably uh, was pretty happy for my decision. I got one question for you. Right, Could you actually see things? Because <laughs> it's so dark is what I've heard. It, there were, it was, but guess what? We're, it's, it's a battle at night. Like, what, is, what, is, what do you expect it to look like? I didn't, I mean, I don't I, I also, by the way, I like dark, moody things, too. That's kind of up my alley. I like darkness and atmosphere and grayness. Um, so, was it a little much? Probably so. But I didn't mind. All right, another final season of the show, which at least we found, and I think people on the subreddit for the show agree with this, is that the last season of Gotham was very disappointing. Yeah, I wish it was better. And I think that's a good way to put it, it was disappointing. It wasn't bad, but it was a little disappointing, for I think, for probably the diehard fans. Like, I think, you know, we're not crazy fanatics like we don't have posters of the actors in our rooms or anything but like you know we not really that like that show of. a lot <laughs> not that i can not that i know of but i think a lot has to do with like producing i think they limited the amount of episodes they could do which limited the amount of storylines they could do because a lot was set up in the season four finale yeah and like, they had trouble paying all that off yes i think a couple more episodes to the joker would have been good. I think the decision to have the final episode be this 10 years later thing was some, I think that was a mistake. I think we could have, like, made the final, the real, the final of the season five storyline be a two-parter similar to the end of season three and just add some, like, last five minutes of 10 years later. Yeah, I think that I, I agree with that. That I think that'd have been a better choice. Similar to what Smallville did, I think. Oh, yeah. There was like a last there's like a fifteen years later at the end of the final episode. And I like those. I like the little, you know, whatever that is is called. Uh like I thought it worked well in, in the Harry Potter movies that you know, just that brief scene at the train station as the, with them as an adults. Like that was enough. You know, so I think that would have been more enjoyable if Gotham had done that. Yes. Like a little you know, epilogue, basically. That uh, would have been good. Uh, another TV show I think that we, again, we just talked about a lot, so we don't need to talk about a whole lot here, is The Mandalorian. And I really, really dug it. Again, check our, our previous podcasts if you want more on that. But I think we both agree that it was one of our one of our favorite things also. Oh, yeah. I think it was another. Can I just mention one more thing about the Mandalorian? Of course. Like some of my friends were watching the Mandalorian, so it was cool every week to come and to just discuss what we what we had previously seen. It was cool to have those conversations. Yeah. Another show fun. that was like this uh, was Rick and Morty. We've been waiting a while for this Rick and Morty too. Oh right? yeah, long time. Five only five episodes. Um, the first episode was amazing. The second episode was okay. I mean, it was still good, but it was okay compared to Rick and Morty Par. The third episode was good. The fourth episode was not good. I did not enjoy the fourth episode, but the fifth episode was amazing. Remind me what the fourth episode was. The fourth like? episode was the magic one. 
tell me something more. The dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the cat. The cat storyline was just so uninteresting to me. <laughs> yeah. The uh, but the fifth one. Oh, the fifth one was. The fifth one was kind of brilliant. Wasn't it was. It? it was amazing. I'm trying to remember that what final episode. Some moments of that. Do you remember any moments that stand out? Uh, the snakes, the 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 <laughs> going so long without any dialogue, going like just hiss, 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 hiss. It was that hilarious. was amazing. That reminded me of like other animated shows that I love, like The Simpsons and Family Guy. They will do that. They will take something and just wear it out, and it just is it, when it when it when it's done well, it's so great. Yeah, that went on forever. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. And Jerry's, the final episode, Jerry's storyline was, I mean, I love that too, getting some redemption for Jerry. He finally does something on his own. Yay, Jerry. Good for Jerry. That's right. All right, Um, next, this one, I, well, you also watched the show, but not the most recent season that came out this year. Yeah. This was Big Mouth, an animated, kind of raunchy TV show on Netflix. And I think I watched the entirety of season three in one day. How did this season compare to the other previous ones that I, th- I definitely enjoyed? I still think season one is personally my favorite season. But this one was good. I think this is my, my least favorite season. Do they get older? Yeah, they do get older. They... they they get out of seventh grade at the final episode. Okay. Of this one, but th- there is some great like this is one episode where they do the queer eye thing with Coach Steve, and Coach Steve is the <laughs> best character, of course. And it was hilarious. And they also do one like the entire episode is just Duke Ellington's backstory. I love that because the ghost of Duke Ellington is one of the uh, the characters. Now, is the Duke Ellington backstory is that Duke Ellington in real life is a person, or is that the ghost of Duke Ellington's backstory? Is it is this the is this based on like the real Duke Ellington? I I think so. They're definitely they're probably taking some stuff at least out of context or. Yeah, I'm sure they took some liberties, right? Yeah, but but so it's not the ghost's backstory. Yes, it's the actual. It's a young, alive Duke Ellington. I need to watch that one. Yes. I think another another one is the Arrowverse. That's right, which is. Encompasses lots of shows. Yes. One show that started this year was Batwoman, and I've been really, really impressed with what they've done. I did not like the the pilot. The pilot got me really kind of disappointed by it and not excited for the rest of the episodes, but then they just, the second episode's great, and the third episode's great, and the fourth episode's great, and they just keep coming with great yeah. episodes. This uh, this show I didn't like as much as, as you, even in the beginning, but now I, I agree they ramped it up big time. I like kind of what's going on now. Ruby Rose, I think, is the the lead actor. Who's the, who's the character of the place? Like Alice is just an amazing villain. She yeah, Alice. she is a great. She's a really good villain. Uh, I dig what they're doing with the um, the dad and those issues and the like. Yeah, they just really like. It's actually they brought it and they brought stakes and things matter. And at first, I think in the beginning, I didn't get that sense. That there was going to be consequences, like it's just going to be everybody's going to be happy in the end, always. But now I feel like there's some some little deeper, darker stuff going down. Yes. Um, another show that we that has existed previous years, but that we just started watching now was season three, 
is Black Lightning, and we just we love it now. This is my biggest surprise show, I think. I think everything else that I loved, like I kind of thought I would, didn't know much about Black Lightning at all as a comic book character. And we still don't, <laughs> really. Still, yeah, I still don't know that much. Um, I did get a very cool Black Lightning uh, comic book, though, for Christmas. And so I'm looking forward to reading that. But I just... This show's good. It's yeah. just good. The acting's good. The soundtrack, the jazz is good. The the people who are evil are really evil. Yeah, <laughs> who's the a- Agent Odell? We'll say it again. Agent Odell. Agent Odell. just amazing. So good. Um, and, like, again, the good people aren't just saccharine and sugar good. Like, they're complicated folks. They've got, they're in, they're complicated people in a complicated situation, and they're struggling to figure it out and it's fun to watch and also it takes place in georgia so and it takes there's place also in that freeland georgia yeah i think that's all the tv shows we yeah, got that's all i got that's all i got as well again th- there's so many we didn't get to but you know there's only so much time we've got we got stuff going on yeah uh let's talk books all right you can you can start uh, okay i'm gonna start with my favorite book I read this year, and I don't know if it came out this year or not, but I think it might have. But it might have been last year. Oh, yeah, year. for books, we're kind of just ignoring the coming out this year since I don't think we saw many. We saw many books. We read many books that came out this year. Yeah, and I'm actively all. trying not to read like what comes out recently. I'm, I'm trying on purposefully not doing that. I don't want to be caught up in this thing where I need to be reading the latest you know, popular book, but I want to see books and read books that have kind of stood the test of time generally and tons of exceptions but uh they're there by tommy orange is the best book i've read this year it was fabulous i think it was a finalist for the national book award i've talked about it before i was able to drive uh to lenore ryan college in hickory north carolina and see uh tommy orange speak and it was just wonderful he was so good the book is so good it's about urban Indians in Oakland, California, but it's also about so much more than that, identity. and uh, I just I, I loved it. I found myself identifying with a lot of the characters involved in it, and uh, it really spoke to me. And again, as it's won a ridiculous amount of awards, it's not just me that it speaks to. Uh, I think a lot of other people are loving it as well. So it was a really big surprise hit, uh, and it was you know probably my favorite thing I've read in the last few years. Well, I read a book, which is... Not now my favorite book of all time, and I doubt anything is going to beat it and how much I love this and how much I think I related to the main character a little bit. Uh, and that's American Gods by Neil Gaiman. I just I loved every second of reading it. I was sad when it was over, not because it has a sad ending, just because I wanted to read more, and I haven't read the short stories that Neil Gaiman has done in the universe and I haven't even read Anasi Boys, which is dumb how much I want to ba- be back in the, the, the American Gods world again. We need to take some time out either tonight or tomorrow and definitely read. And you should read one of those short stories. Yes. Uh, with Shadow Moon. So every saying I loved all the characters, and they're so interesting. and like I love the second part. The third part's probably my favorite, since I think it does the most to kind of excel the story. Right. But I love the second one. The second one's so slow and nice, and we get to like know everything. We kind of take a break from like the happenings of the world and just kind of be with Shadow Moon, who's the main character, and kind of on this journey. So yeah, 
I'm with you. I'm with you. A super, super good book. It was, um, I love it also. And I can't wait for you to read and even, you know, continue to read more of Neil Gaiman. I've, I've lost, I think I've read Good Omens and Neverwhere. I really enjoyed Neverwhere. Yeah, I like Neverwhere too. Uh, so much, actually. And there's a couple of different versions of that, like on DVD or radio versions that we could listen to too that I think, w- that w- think would be fun. Uh, I think the next book that I'm going to bring up is Dreyer's English. It's one I'm currently reading and I've talked about recently, so I'll just say briefly it did come out this year. And it's just a fun grammar book, which seems like an oxymoron, but it's not. It's enjoyable, and I'm learning, and I'm, I'm kind of digging it, and I'm, you know, I'll try to actually see if I can finish that today because I'm just about done. But it's also a book I'm going to keep around for reference, you know, like, oh, yeah, what was that? Uh, I can't remember if it was, you know, where do I put that comma? You know, this book will help me figure it out. I like it. I think American Gods was really the only book. American Gods and other Neil Gaiman works are the only ones that really stood out for me this year. So let's move on to... Well, let me. I got a couple more. Oh, okay. I okay. I'll, let, yeah, I'll let you talk. Uh, so I did reread Name of the Wind. I've talked about it before. Patrick Rothfuss completely recommend people reading that. And then another book I read that did come out this year, and then you and I actually went to go see the author speak, was Was It a What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker? And this is by a guy named Damon Young, who uh, co-founded a website called Very Smart Brothers. Uh, it's an urban uh, news website, and the book is great it's a memoir in essays and it it's just really fantastic especially for somebody who uh you know that didn't grow up like in an african-american community to to get a, a little slice of life of somebody else's point of view and life and upbringing it was really great super writer uh gave a great talk as well just really enjoyable uh so i, I really loved that book and that came out this year as well and I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's it for me to mention. All right, uh, let's move on to Miss. Oh, one more. Okay. Oh, this is miscellaneous. This is an older book. I read it this year though. It won the Pulitzer Prize. A visit from the Goon Squad. I think it's Jennifer Egan. I loved that book. Right. What was it about? What was it about? So this was a. It was. Huh. So it's told from many different points of view of different characters and in different time periods as well. And it essentially follows this group of young people surrounded by the music industry and their lives. And I know that's not a great (laughs) description, but like the first chapter, you know, takes a young woman and then we might see her seven chapters later down the road only because she knows somebody else who that chapter is based on, that kind of thing. Uh, it's really fun structurally. It's a little complicated. It's one of those things like you gotta go back and like, oh yeah, oh that was her. And it, um, but it all involves the music industry a lot. Okay. And it was, it's fantastic. I right. recommend it. It's miscellaneous time. Miscellaneous. I think a lot of like fests and cons <laughs> yeah. affected us this year. Let's start with the one that was actually called a fest which i believe affected us a lot this year and are some christmas purchases and that is studio ghibli fest now i as some might say didn't have a childhood because i did not watch any studio ghibli movies while growing up which is i i think the target audience for these studio ghibli movies yeah i would say so i mean they're children's movies but they're also for adults and ghibli fest was you know, basically, I'm sure, you know, basically once a month or so, 
at uh, different movie theaters. They would fathom events would help you know produce this or distribute these movies. And we went to f- at least four or five three. of them, right? Just three. Just three. We did My Neighbor Totoro, which I loved. Um, my na- the Secret Life of Arietti. Yes, the Secret Life of Arietti. And Spirited Away, and which I've heard so many great things about Spirited Away, and weirdly, it was my least favorite one. That's uh, it. Well, it's a different tone and style of movie, so I wonder if that's that's part of it, or do you think your expectations were built up because it had this reputation? I think I think that was it. Yeah, that can happen. I felt I felt um, Spirited Away was a little long. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I uh, I love these movies. It just feels again, uh, books, movies, all this stuff is a great way to transport yourself <laughs> into another world, another point of view, somebody else's shoes, as it were. And yeah, I love them all. And yes, now we have a a Totoro. Totoro. We have two, don't we? We have a Totoro like cat toy. Uh huh. And we have a Totoro <laughs> kind of figure. Of Totoro holding the umbrella, which is just the cutest thing ever. It is impossible, and I dare you to watch My Neighbor Totoro and feel a bad emotion from it. That is so true. You cannot feel anything but, like, joy and happiness from it. It is a great antidote to to being a curmudgeon. I have no idea what a curmudgeon is. (laughs) I assume it's a type of French food. An older, grumpy person. Ah, you're saying someone is uh, is a curmudgeon. You generally think of you know eighty year old man screaming, "Get off my lawn!" That kind uh, of thing. Uh, and Secret Life of Ariete was also good. And something I liked about these movies more than Spirited Away was like it felt small but big. Mm. Like you really hone in on like this one house for Totoro and for Ariete. It's just this one thing. Like what if there was this Totoro thing that live next <laughs> to you. And then one of them was, what if you had really tiny neighbors? Yeah. I would love to travel by cat bus. Yes, that would be, be awesome. The way, to, the way to go. And in Dragon Con, which is another one that we'll talk about in Miscellaneous, like we said, we couldn't end the con if we saw something Totoro on the Totoro-esque. And in the very last panel, which is kind of the end of the year slideshow, we saw a cat bus and then that was... We were allowed to end DragonCon because otherwise we'd just wait in the hotel until we, someone showed us Totoro we'd things. Still be there. Yeah. Do you want to continue on with DragonCon now? Yeah, okay. let's do DragonCon. This was my favorite DragonCon so far, probably because you had David Tennant as a guest. That is certainly a large part. Wonderful. Of it, right? and the first, the Friday panel was better than the Saturday panel. That it was indeed. And I think some of the Saturday panel was them trying to redo the Friday panel. <laughs> Yeah, and that never works. You can't really, you can't recreate moments like that. The, I don't the know chair that I need racing to go thing. See anybody's panel twice. Uh, but I really? Think it just sets really? yourself up for disappointment. I think well, if David Tennant comes again, we're going to see it as many times that David Tennant is there. <laughs> we probably will, but even we might just go into it knowing that that's not a great idea. But you're right; we probably would still do it. Dad, I don't want to make fun of people. Can I? Can I bring out that one question that we really hated? On the Saturday panel. Oh yes, this, and and but see if you can do it in a way that is generous of spirit, you know, so that you're not making fun of somebody, but maybe you're educating others when they ask a question on something not to do. Okay, that I think be what, a generous of spirit way of doing that. Yes, when asking a question in a large crowd, I think it is safe. It would be usually safe to assume that the crowd, for this specific person, knows what this person has done 
before. So there's no need. Yes. So there's no need to explain something that David Tennant has done. In this case, the person was going on and on explaining David Tennant's podcast, like introducing it, like all the people around him celebrating her, celebrating David Tennant had not listened to the podcast or heard of the podcast. Right. And also, when asking a question, at least I would prefer, don't give, we don't need a personal antidote from your wife. We just, let's hear you ask the question. We're here to hear and see David Tennant speak. We're not here to hear an antidote from your wife. Right. It's not about you. Yeah, that's, it's not that's, about that's you. That's the truth. Nobody's, nobody waiting in line three hours to... To hear you ask a question, they they waited three hours in line to have David Tennant answer questions and give his talk. Um, so yeah, I agree, and I think that was a nice, good way to frame that, Hank. Actually, uh, yeah, just a great Dragon Con all around. To be honest with you, I thought it was just really a lot of fun the whole time. The Crisis on Infinite Earths panel was—I always love those small panels. Right, where actually where there's no celebrities, but it's just run by the the people running that track, and that are super fans. That that is super and that, fun. the Christ on Infinite Earths one was it was in preparation and predictions for the Arrowverse event. It was so fun because I feel like I learned a lot from all these people that we we really know nothing about comics. Yeah, there's not we're so far more generalists in our <laughs> geekdom interests than yeah. than diving deep, which makes it fun though when you do go to a panel like this where they do dive deep into one or two things. And we know enough to learn and be dangerous and to, you know, have fun and soak it in on many different levels and many different um, kind of arenas. And that makes it, I mean, that's that's kind of great. I dig that a lot. I like that about us on that. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think at the Stratton Con there were really any negative panels. I think we had, like, the Good Omens panel. Yeah. And the 10th Doctor fan fiction panel where... We're yeah, low. that was the only one that didn't work. That wasn't great. But I think we were just tired. We were in, I think you were in desperate need of coffee. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were just sitting there like, and I think they were too. Yes. That's part of it. And also this Dragon Con, we had a new cult form. The uh, the cult of FedEx and John. Oh, yeah, cult of John. Under his googly eyes. That is still going strong on Facebook. And uh, a lot of people have bought their, a lot of, there were some fun uh, Christmas sweaters that were the combination of ugly Christmas sweater, Marriott Marquis carpet, carpet, and John from FedEx. Like a combo of all those patterns. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd that were be pretty great. fun. Yeah. Uh, as, you know, for those of you who don't know, know, Dragon Con attendees and fans love to fetishize uh, certain things and kind of, you know, raise them to, you know, uh, a saintly status. Uh, there's a trash can, there's a Marriott carpet, and now there's John with FedEx. Uh, oh, what about the elevator? We saw an elevator. They were talking about an elevator cosplay, too, I think. That's for the, true. There was a, that was pretty brilliant. I forget what hotel that was, but they have interesting-looking elevators. Right. Yeah, me too. And that was not the only con we did this year, though. Yes, we did one before that. We did and are we Are we doing that this next year, I guess. We currently do not have plans to do that, but we, we should probably we should talk enjoy about doing it. that. Yeah, and you know who else? We'll t- I'll, I'll tell you who's coming to it in a little bit because that'll tie into another thing we did under miscellaneous. Actually, let's just do it now. Well, actually, for two seconds on Pentagon. Is you it Weird Al? It? You enjoyed it? 
Pensacon? Oh, yeah. Pensacon was a lot of fun. I enjoyed how it was smaller than Dragon Con. Did we go to panels? Yes, we saw Catherine Tate. Oh, that's right. And the American Gods actors. Yes, that's right. The two American Gods. Yes, that's right. Uh, There's some controversy involving that, by the way. Uh, We can talk about it afterwards because it was just long. (laughs) But they did not renew his uh, contract, uh, Nazi. Nancy. Well, why not? I guess they're taking the storyline. You know, I think they're coming to the point in the book where he's in the Minnesota or whatever, the Land Lakes. Or oh, yeah. So that doesn't have an Aussie, does it? But yeah, no. So but hopefully they'll renew it. They'll bring him back when the story calls yeah, for it. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like they are. And he, he, was, he took to social media and kind of, you know, was chastising them on it. So I don't know. I don't know what. I'll be curious about this next season. Hopefully it's better than the first two. That's all I'll say about that. Well, the they. Did they cut off Snurs in a Bog? No, they also cut off the, uh, I'm forgetting his name, but he was the one with, uh, the who was following the djinn, the genie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> so so there, there, there's some stuff going on. But there. That their, their panel was fun. Catherine Tate's panel was fun. So it was Catherine Tate's one at Dragon Con. We saw her. Twice this year, and you got to go on stage and even ask her a question. Yes, I love that. You Wasn't great, the best question, but <laughs> you, I, oh, you know what I didn't do? What's that? Inform people on stuff they already know and <laughs> tell a personal anecdote and make it about yourself. That's right. Yes, nicely done. Uh, so we did. I mentioned Pensacon. So Weird Al Yankovic is coming to Pensacon, and we went to see Weird Al at Chastain. Yeah, that what was fun. That was really that was really enjoyable. It was fun. I loved how they did the like evolved a lot of his mixed media, a lot of his videos that he's done, and that all went smoothly. It was a quick show, like you didn't, um, you were never bored. That's for sure. And this, they're musically incredibly talented, and plus the songs were just fun, and the crowd was fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what else you got under miscellany? Miscellaneous is two TV shows. One I'm not finished with, but. A TV show that I really very much enjoyed. This is the first. This is the first year I watched The Office, and I I went through it all, enjoying every single bit of it. A lot of people say it dropped in quality after Michael Scott left. What's your opinion on that? I mean, I kind of agree with that because Michael Scott is awesome, but I don't think it like. I did not notice when watching it there an extreme lack of. Uh, extreme drop in quality, and I think one of my favorite seasons is season seven, which is the one where he leaves, and the episodes leading up to Michael Scott leaving is some of my favorite favorite ones. And another TV show similar vein to The Office that I'm watching with Mom, that we kind of, we watched that Paul Rudd TV show called Living With Yourself. So we're kind of, and I do a lot of things with you without Mom, so I'm trying to I think we're trying to do things, me and mom, without you. Yeah, I love that y'all have this show, and I love that, like, because <laughs> I'll be in the other room listening or doing whatever I'm doing, and I'll just hear you guys cackling at Parks and Rec, and, like, y'all love it. Yes, it is hilarious. Uh, I can't say. Yeah, it's we, as have, good as the we office. have this podcast. We have, like, our Dragon Con stuff, and, you know, and, you know, your mom, that's just not her cup of tea. So I love the fact that y'all have y'all have that together and and hope y'all will get do other fun stuff like that as well yes i really dig that watching parks and Rec, i cannot say it's as good as the office because the office is amazing but like 
There's there's so much laughs. I mean, y'all are loving Parks and Rec. Just listening to y'all's reaction, and the the ones, the few that I have seen, are they're great. Yes. Um, but one thing I have to think is when Michael Scott left the office. I don't know if I could imagine. I don't know if Parks and Rec could cope if Leslie Nope just disappeared. Yeah. You, why, tell me why. Is it because the surrounding cast of characters aren't yeah, I strong think, enough? Or? No, it, they are strong. It's just the surrounding cast of characters kind of always does their own thing. Like, April doesn't care about anything. Ron Swanson is always Ron Swanson. And Leslie Nope is the kind of the thing that keeps keeps things moving on the show. Okay. But I think at the, during at least the early years of The Office, I think you could say th- the same thing about Michael Scott. This okay. is the thing that kind of kept the story moving. Right. And how many seasons of Parks and Rec did they do? Seven. Seven. Good gravy. Uh, we're on season five right now. We're about to end season five. All right. That's awesome. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, in, in miscellaneous to some podcasts that I love. Uh, you probably have heard of me mention them, but the Tim Ferriss show I dig a lot. Uh, Sam Harris's podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast, and the one I really want to highlight because it's very brief and it's very different than the rest of them is a guy named Derek Sivers and Derek Sivers podcast. And I think that's S E I V E R S. He uh, was an entrepreneur and a musician, uh, mainly musician, but he was trying to figure out, you know, how to sell his CDs. He didn't have a record deal, and so he did a website called CD Baby. And the way he figured out <laughs> how to charge people what he wanted for this was he just went into a you know a used record store in Woodstock, New York, and their deal was you know hey you can you can sell your CD here. We charge we take four bucks. You charge whatever price you want, and that's it. And so that's what he set up for his his website. And then later it was bought for a lot of money. He put most of that money into a trust for music education, but also gets a salary from that. And is now kind of just experimenting with life. And um, his blogs are amazing. His website's amazing. Check it out. It's a very simple design, but he's a coder. He's a musician. A little bit of an entrepreneur, but that's not what he's into now. And his podcast is basically two or three minute little blog posts. And he just looks at the world a little differently than everybody else. And so when you listen to one of the podcasts, (laughs) Simple Rick, um, it's just worth checking out. It just makes me think about stuff. So you know know what I take from that? Is that you aren't shouting out Gerson and Leach? Oh, you know what? I didn't shout out Gerson and Leach. I love Gerson and Leach. Well, yeah. Right. They're like us, but, you know, better. With <laughs> yeah, better formed critics. opinions. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <They've laughs> and more frequent podcasts. Yeah, I've been doing this for a lot longer. Uh, all right, so, yeah. So that's 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 my miscellany for that, that section. All right. Um, now it's time for what are we? What are we excited for? Oh, no, for? I've got tons more miscellany to do. You know, I, thought you, I thought we were just trading off and you had one. No, I think we knocked through <laughs> one. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a couple more then. So, um, uh, so Hank, you're, I'm gonna brag on you for a second and your improvement on the saxophone. Uh, you made jazz band, and the fact that you are have jazz band every day of the week, uh, your improvement has just skyrocketed, and it's very fun to listen to, and I love it, and it's a big part of my 2019. Happy about that. Uh, another thing I'll mention is just uh, we won't, we did it talked about it yesterday, but Jedi Fallen Order. Really cool video game. Love that we're both loving that. I love that we're now doing playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, this yeah, is the first time I've ever played it 
that other than like sitting down at, at a table for like an hour when I was like 10 and not understanding it never happening again. Uh, really happy my friend Jen has asked us to play. Uh, well, we requested, accepted right, our right, request right. to play. Okay, we barged our way into her and, her and Kevin's game or something like that. But it's fun. It's a cool thing to do with you. They were really, We only had one session of it. They're very patient. But I'm happy to, to, to play this game finally that has influenced so many people. And love it. So at least, you know, even if we don't play it for long, at least. Thunderwave. You now get Thunderwave. <laughs> we now Thunderwave. Get a, uh, Thunderwave. We now uh, have that experience, which is pretty great. All right. I think that might be all my miscellaneous. Things. All right. What? Oh, Let's, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right, David. We saw David Sedaris. Oh, yeah, David Sedaris. And that was pretty great, too. All right. So I'll just throw that out there. That was, that was another highlight of 2019 for me because I'm a fan of him and. I don't think you loved it, but uh, well, I was I wasn't a fan, so I I think that's that's to be expected. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now that I, I didn't like him, I just haven't read of enough of his. I read like one chapter. Yeah. I would like for you to read some more of him. All right. So that's that's all for miscellaneous for 2019. What are you looking forward to in 2020, Hank? Um, we're getting the final episode of Crisis on Infinite Earths and the endings of these Arrowverse seasons and i'm always very excited for this because i think near the end of these arrowverse shows the episodes get better like in flash like in the mid section the flash and supergirls get i don't know they get kind of boring and soap opera yeah there's a lot of episodes to fill in these these longer tv shows and we're yet to see whether batwoman does that yeah true but i i agree this and i think i think ramp it up and i think we, I don't know. I don't. I can't imagine Black Lightning doing it. No, I can't either. So, yeah. What else are we looking forward to? Forward to something that starts tomorrow, and that is the new series or season. I don't know how you say it over across the pond, but uh, of Doctor Who. That's right. Tomorrow night, eight o'clock, new season of Doctor Who. Uh, I'm excited about that also. Yes. And and fingers crossed. Please be good. Please be good. Please be good. Don't be last season. Don't be last season. Please be good. Just be good. Be good. Just be good. Exactly. Improve the writing, please. <laughs> <laughs> Make villains that are interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll hop in on something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to another Atlanta United season. And I guess we could have included this in 2019. Atlanta United had another great season. They didn't win a championship this year. We didn't go back-to-back. Which, even getting close to a championship, is like, whoa, Pretty for amazing. Atlanta. We lost, you know, arguably our best player, if not our, you know, tied for best player in Miguel Lamarone, and we still had a really great season, and, and we lost our coach. And so it was a fun season, and we did well, and I'm looking forward to another, another good season, hopefully. There have been a ton of roster moves, which I have not even – you know, fully uh, taken in, but I'm excited for the season again, and it starts fairly soon. It's a really long season. It starts towards the, I think the first home games in March, and the first game period is towards the end of February. All right. Um, another thing that's coming, it's coming surprisingly quickly, is the Mandalorian season two. That's right. I, I believe is fall of 2020. Getting some more Mandalorian. Yeah, so especially since the ending of. The Mandalorian kind of had this big reveal, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. Definitely uh, looking forward to that. We're getting two Marvel movies, shorter than the usual three. Uh, Black Widow and The Eternals, 
next year. Okay. And not much about the Eternals. I know absolutely nothing about the Eternals. I know they've cast Camille not Nanjani. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Oh, that's right. And they released that picture of him. Did you see? Or did you hear people talking the about six pack your one? world, your Reddit world? The six-pack one? Yeah. Like, he was just a kind of a, you know, normal-looking dude. And now he's, like, just, you know, buff. And he talked about how, like, uh, how he was able to get in that great shape and, and why he was never able to get into it before. It's because, like, you know, they catered all his meals. He had, you know, he worked out so many times a day and had, you know, studio paid for all this stuff. You know, it's like, it's hard for normal people to do that. Um so it was really fascinating. Yeah, he looks like a stud now. And another Marvel thing is Falcon and the Winter Soldier is another TV series coming to Disney Plus in fall I am of really 2020. About I, I believe. I'm actually not sure if that's true at all. But <laughs> from my current knowledge, I believe it is fall of 2020. All right, I'll go with that. <laughs> and I'm I'm excited. I think Disney Plus, at least with The Mandalorian, has run things pretty well. Yeah, man. And Marvel and Marvel's usually knocks things out of the park. So yeah, I I have faith that this is going to be very good. And who are both you know the actors that were in the movies? Are they both going to be in it? Yes, and also so is Baron Zemo from Captain America: Civil War. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Because I think a lot of complaints, or some at least some of the complaints for Civil War, was about how like this is very not comic book for the character. Oh yeah. Uh, so now they're gonna do this, and also uh, now they're gonna do that for the show. And another thing is, I want to see how they cope with also some complaints with Falcon being the new Captain America, that he doesn't have any powers. So like, how's uh, he even gonna lift the me. shield? That's big for me. So hopefully they find some good way of explaining that, or getting past that, or giving some super serum to him. But if they give super serum to him, and now there's just super serum out there, why don't they give super serum to everyone? That's yeah, another thing really with the Iron Man suit. Like, why not with Iron? Why not give Iron Man suits to everyone? So we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. But I am curious. So if it is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and the Falcon is set up to be new to Captain America, like, is he going to be Captain America in that TV show, or is it just going to be a Falcon? I don't know. Maybe it'll be him training up to be Captain America, yeah, and at I'll the end he'll and at the end he'll be fully cemented as Captain America. Could be. Very well. Could be. All right, that's everything on my excited list, anticipated right. list. Do you have anything more on yours? No, I think that about does it. I mean, obviously, I'm excited for the – Wow, repeat, you do like 70 million things, things for every other one and now. Yeah, right. Uh, got one. I mean, I'm excited about Dragon Con next year. Um, you know, I'm excited about stuff like that. But mainly, uh, I'm excited about doing this another year with you. This is a lot of fun for me, and uh, I appreciate everybody who listens to it. Uh, I hope you guys had a good 2019 as well. Yeah, so I hope you all have a good 2020. That's right. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. I'm sure we're going to forget. <laughs> right when we start recording, be like, oh, I should have mentioned this and this. And that, and that, that always yeah, happens. But uh, at any rate, so we're closing the books on a wonderful 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. Until we meet again. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Sersian and Antoine Blanc. The show was produced by Pinecone Turkey. More about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com. Read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email. Twice a month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you 
you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.